Hi, everybody. Welcome to another special edition of Kay's Days. This is Kristen Birmingham, Kayla's mother in the house. Oh, I'd rather punch myself in the, in the throat than use that. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Kay's Days. We're back in T-Big studio, but with a different guest today. If you want to introduce yourself, go ahead. Hello, listeners. This is Kristen Birmingham. Thank you for such a warm introduction there. So obviously, I have my mom on this week, a very influential person in my life, if not the most influential. Um, so I'm very excited just to kind of speak with her and just chat and have everyone listening on it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Anytime. Like I said, my mom's obviously an extremely influential person in my life. I would consider you my role model and the person I look up to for literally anything and everything. So one, thank you for that. And thank you for your time. I'm really excited to have you just on. Well, I'm happy to be here. Thank you very much. And I look forward to our conversation. So do you want to give us a little background on just what you do? Absolutely. Besides being a mother of three, I am also a licensed drug and alcohol counselor, a marriage and family therapist. I own my own uh, digital marketing company and I'm a licensed adjuster as well. So I wear a lot of hats. Subtle flex. Thank you for that. Anyway, what's your favorite role out of all those? Being a mom. Why is that? It's what I always wanted to be, and it, it brings joy to my day. And who's your favorite child? Um, well, I forgot to mention my two puppies. Those would be my favorites. <gasps> uh, the accuracy. So your main focus, besides being a mother, of course, um, which is the 24-7 position that you hold, is probably the um, telehealth you've been doing since the start of COVID. Is that right? Absolutely. I've been actually practicing since 1993, took a little bit of time off, but um, jumped back in, into some private practice work in January, a few patients a week, then COVID hit, and there's such a strong need out there for mental health services. So yes, I've been doing that um, on the daily, working with some amazing people here in Connecticut and try and just help them through the tough times that uh, life in general and especially COVID is, is bringing to people at, th at this point in time. Can you explain to the listeners who may not know just what a private practice is, if they're not familiar? Absolutely. Um, well, in in my field, what it is, is I just work with patients one-on-one. -on -one. I'm my own boss. Um, so, you know, patients find me online and I provide their services. I provide all sorts of drug and alcohol and mental health services on a regular basis, usually through individual therapy, some marriage therapy, a little bit of family therapy. And what you've been doing because of COVID, it's all, um, you're not going into the office, it's all over the phone. It's all um, tel digital telehealth. Okay. And do you find that you have a harder time connecting with your patients over the phone or just as effective as it would be in person? Well, whether audio or video, um, the telehealth, I'm finding that people are connecting very well. Um, at this point in time, anxiety is very much heightened. And just knowing that there is somebody on the other side of the of the screen or other side of the phone, I think makes people feel comfortable. At, at this time, people just really are looking for someone to talk to, someone to help them understand what they're going through. So, um, no, I don't think it's more difficult. I think it's it's working very well for many people. What were three things that you would say to listeners who are maybe struggling? Well, what my recommendation would be for anybody who may not even be 
taking part in any kind of therapy at this point is your feelings are your feelings. It's okay. It's normal. People are struggling right now. So if all of a sudden you're feeling um, anxious or you're feeling depressed and it's something you're not used to, it's okay. It's okay to seek help. There's people out there um, that will listen, that'll help walk you through the process, help you to get a handle on your emotions, um, will assist you with learning some better coping skills, some strategies for stress. Um, but just know that right now with the climate of the world, um, in the state that it is due to COVID, there is there are a lot more people experiencing some of these heightened emotions that they've never felt before. Um and there's other people out there that, that are experiencing the same thing. So don't think it is abnormal. And if your gut tells you to reach out for help, reach out for help. Very eloquently said. I definitely think that if you do find yourself struggling, you're definitely not alone. Even as a therapist, I know that you have personal struggles yourself. So you're just a human like everyone else. So you understand what's going on. You understand that headspace can shift day to day depending on the circumstance Obviously, if I need certain things, like I definitely go to you as my um, first person just because I know you're such a good voice of reason. And whether you need someone to give you advice or just to listen, um, like she said, there are people out there that will do both of those things for you. You just have to seek it. Most of the time, it's just people need somebody to hear them out. They need to check, check their emotions, make sure that what they're feeling is normal, is okay, process it, and and just learn better coping skills to deal with those emotions. Coupled with the whole therapy thing, um, I think you and I definitely grasp a realm of spirituality that I feel like you find useful in incorporating um, with your therapy and in your sessions. If you want to speak on that, we could first kind of kick off on just the fact that we both... Um, I actually finished reading, but I think you're almost done reading a book called The Magic. Do you want to give everyone a little synopsis about um, what that book is all about and how we've utilized it? Sure. Um, first, I just want to mention it's not necessarily just spirituality, and I wouldn't say that it's all metaphysical. Um, but the book aside, part of what I try to incorporate into my therapy sessions is just the the attitude um living each day with gratitude coming from a place of positivity i have seen so many people um that i have met initially come from a place with a very negative mindset very hopeless very defeated and when we start really working on the mindset and do some mindfulness training um People are able to change that negativity, that glasses half empty outlook into into a more glasses half full and 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 positive outlook. And then when that happens, and they get used to that new habit, they're able to um, visualize all the positive things that are actually happening around them. And one of the resources that you and I have read, and I also utilize with the people that I'm speaking to is the book, The Magic. And it really is about coming from a place of gratefulness without having gratefulness in your life and being grateful for the small things and the big things. You can't expect any more to be attracted into your life without appreciating what you already have. 
Absolutely. And even if it's a negative situation in your life, you don't like your job, you're not happy, you have all these um, thoughts of I wish this, I wish that, before you could get to a place of reaching that ultimate career goal, you need to be grateful for where you're at. There's so many people right now out of work, so many people with such a strong desire to go back to work, but their businesses are closed. So appreciate and be grateful for the fact that I have a job. It's paying the bills. There might be next steps in my career move, but I'm not going to get there until I'm truly and genuinely grateful for what I have and where I'm at right now. Exactly. You have to appreciate the moment you're in in order for the moment you want to be in to come to fruition. And I think the author does that very well in the fact that the book is um, split into 28 practices. So you technically read one practice a day. There are certain practices that um, she'll suggest you read the night before just so you're prepared for the next day and you could start your day off um, with that practice in mind. So she wrote The Secret. It's also a film. But what we're obviously talking about is her sequel to that, The Magic. So the entire book is all about gratitude, as my mom touched upon. Um, Like I said, it's 28 day practices. Each day focuses on a different um, thing and then allows you to do this practice that will reinforce that into your life. So day one, um, I believe, is or in the beginning of the book, you start just by listing 10 things you're grateful for, thankful for or blessed for every single day. And then throughout those the rest of those 28 days, you do that same practice over and over again, coupled with the next practice for that particular day. So just by starting out, identifying 10 things every single day that you are appreciative for you don't realize certain things that you take for granted and you also don't realize how much you have um, to be appreciative for until you are acknowledging it on a daily basis and the really interesting part here Kay is you know when you first read um, say the, the first chapter and you're doing your first set of 10 things that I'm grateful for and you you find yourself documenting 10 things that are really big Correct. And then as you progress, because now we're talking 28 days. It's like a um, month. You know, that's 280 things that you're going to identify that you're grateful for. Um, so as you progress through reading and you're continuing the the um, process of each day documenting 10 things that you're truly grateful for, you find that, wow, I really appreciate the little things, my cup of coffee in the morning. Even more than that. For me, I appreciate my programmable pot in the morning so that my coffee is made when I get up. Um, so it, it's just I, it's just very interesting that the you begin items with the more big, simple. yes, you, you start with all the big ticket items that you're grateful for. And as the, the days go by and you're practicing this, you're finding that you're much more appreciative of the little things. Which actually end up being the most important of all because those are the things that make you live a more simple, easy life. Sure. And they're the building blocks of the larger things. Exactly. And another practice I just that sticks out to me is, for, and again, for from either day one, day two, day three, definitely the beginning of the book in the first few practices. Um, every night before you go to bed, you say, thank you for the best thing that happened for me today. So you'd set it up like, thank you, blank, for being the best thing that happened today. And when as I was reading that, I recall her saying, at the end of the day, picking out the best thing that happened to you that day, you have to go through all of the great things that happened to you today and just pick one. 
So at the end of the day, it's kind of a nice way to just recognize, wow, like look at all of these amazing things that happened to me or even just positive little things that happened to me. I have to just pick one to be the best. You've find yourself going through a list of like the really good things that happen throughout the entire day. And and the best part of the way in which uh, Rhonda Byrne developed this whole 28-day program is that she's putting you in a position where you're cognitively training yourself to start and end your day with positivity. So you're starting your day identifying things you're grateful for. You're ending your day with things you're grateful for. So let's be real. Chances are everything in the middle is going to be pretty darn good in your day. Exactly. And the fact that if you start your day on a positive note, you have control nine times out of 10 how you start your day. And I would honestly nine or 10 times out of 10 how you end your day. So in the middle of your day, things can go up, down, people can influence it, you encounter different things more out of your control, I would say. But typically the beginning and the end of your day are in your under your control and in your power to um, curate the way you want it to be. Starting on a positive note and then ending on a positive note honestly transforms your perspective and how you wake up each day and go to bed each night. Let me just let me just preface something that you just mentioned. Although on a day-to-day basis there are many things that are out of our control. Yet one thing that I encourage people to practice is what is in our control. And that is the way in which we react to things. So sure, you may not have control over the guy who cuts you off when you're driving down the street, but you have control over the way in which you react to that. You could react negatively or you could be grateful for the fact that you didn't get hit, you didn't get an accident, the other car, nothing bad happened to them. So despite obstacles throughout your day, that are out of your control, always remember that you are in control of the way in which you react to those things. And oftentimes I find the way in which you react is only affecting you. It's not affecting that person that may have upset you or like you said, the person that cut you off. It has no effect on that person. The way you react affects you and it can affect your mood for the rest of the day, the next hour, whatever it may be. And if that's a negative reaction, then you just lost an hour of your day that could have been positive. Absolutely. And if you really stop to try to concentrate on this concept, it takes much more energy to hang on to negative thoughts and negative feelings than it does to to process positivity. So it only makes sense, at least to me, that you would want to practice positivity and gratefulness, much less energy than the heaviness of being in a negative headspace. Absolutely. And I also think it's important to mention that not all the time you're going to be in a positive headspace with a positive reaction, with a positive mindset. How would you recommend, like, if you're finding yourself and you're aware of the fact that you're kind of um, leaning into the negative, how do you get out of that? And is it okay to sometimes just acknowledge the negative, accept it, and then take the time you need for it to pass so then you could re-embrace the positive? Well, that's a really good question, Kayla. Um, We're not all going to be positive all the time. It's not always, you know, rainbows and unicorns, of course. We all struggle at times with some difficulties and we just can't seem to get ourselves into a good frame of mind. But the important thing is recognizing that. So say the person on the highway cuts you off and you react in a negative manner and it doesn't feel so good. 
Well, you can't change the fact in which you reacted, but you could take that experience and you could learn from it for the future. Or you can take that experience, recognize it. Maybe you're still driving on the highway and you're feeling uncomfortable. You're feeling heavy. You're feeling dark. You're feeling angry. You're feeling mad. Recognize that feeling and forcefully and cognitively let it go. So you're really doing some changes with your own mindset. We have control over our own mindset. So that's the important piece. Things aren't going to be perfect all the time, but recognizing the way we react, recognizing the way we feel, and then being able to turn it around and or learn from it so we don't make the same mistake over again. That's the important part. It seems like what it comes down to is just being in tune with yourself because if you're in tune with yourself and your mind and your body and everything is just you're aware of it, I feel like that improves your chances of just like leading with your best foot forward. It's all about self-growth, self-awareness. I don't know too many people that at any age say, oh, I'm perfect right now. I like myself exactly the way I am. They might tell you that, but subconsciously or subconsciously, that's usually not the case. Most people want to be a better version today than they pers- than the person they were yesterday. And that's fabulous. So how do we do that? Being more self-aware. And all self-awareness is, is recognizing, accepting, learning, and changing. Well said. I would definitely agree with that. And I'm also um, just began a new book called The Clarity Cleanse. And this conversation is just shedding light on the fact that um, the author, who's also a mind-body, um, I believe, physician he refers to himself as the fact that there's positive things there's negative things either way both of them result in opportunities if you have a positive thing great I'm sure that there's plenty of opportunities available to you because of that positive thing but also if you're dealing with something negative instead of seeing it as a barrier to yourself you could see it as an opportunity to learn from it an opportunity to change yourself for the better because of it an opportunity to grow from it Everything just comes down to recognizing that there are opportunities available to you. You just have to be aware of them in order to take advantage of them. Absolutely. It's how you perceive that. As they say, when one door closes, another door opens. You might lose a job that you thought you'd be at forever. But if you sit and dwell on the negative aspects of having lost that job, instead of taking that as an opportunity, maybe to take a risk and and change things up a bit and do something that you've always wanted to do, but were afraid to do, you need to be able to take that risk. One door closes, another door opens. Everything is an opportunity. As you said, negative and positive experiences. And this reminds me of other books we actually read by Gabby Bernstein, who's definitely more on the spiritual end of things in the manifestation side of things. Um, I believe you and I both began with um, The Universe Has Your Back and then continued on to read Super Attractor. Is that right? Yes. Amazing author. Amazing. She's more of what you put out into the universe is what you receive back. So the law of attraction type deal, um, manifestation that you're creating your reality, that signs that you're asking for, Pay attention. You'll hear them. You'll see them. They'll come to you. I'm definitely a believer. Um, You know, listeners out there might have thought this or they might have 
sat in a conversation with others and they hear people complaining about, hey, how come that person over there, look, doesn't look like they do anything and look how great their life is. All these great things happen. Chances are, if you had a really long conversation with that person over there, you'd find that they're a manif- they, they manifest all that positivity in their life. And they come from a, um, a place of what I'm putting out there is what I want to attract. Exactly. It doesn't come easy or naturally to anybody. If you're putting that energy out there that you want back into your life, it's going to happen. You just have to put in the work in order for it to manifest. Absolutely. I mean, I truly believe that you and your two brothers are those people. I mean, look at what you have accomplished in four years. It didn't come easy. It wasn't handed to you. You put it out there. You manifested it. Look at Tommy with his business. He started with a blank slate. Look at where he is now. Look at Brandon with with what he does for his career. You all manifested those things on your own. And it's very important to know that you have the capability of manifesting what you really, really want in this life. It also is dependent upon your environment. So just the fact that you said, like, all three of us have manifested where we're at right now. It just goes to show that we are surrounded by people who are doing exactly what we're doing in terms of visualizing what you want and then going after it and doing everything you can without letting anything get in your way. You are the five people you surround yourself with. So that just comes down to that. Like if everyone in your wheelhouse is kind of on the same page uh, with the same mindset, same type of energy, same like eagerness to manifest what they want, like that's the most perfect environment you could be in if that's like how you want your life to go. Certainly. Negative people attract negative people. Positive people attract positive people. Well, misery loves company. That's the saying, right? Certainly is. And manifestation loves independence. Is that a new saying? It sounds good. Thanks. So like we were saying, Gabby Bernstein definitely just focuses more on like I would you would identify as spirituality and being um, connected to like it's just all about being connected to a higher power no matter what that higher power higher power may be for you sure she talks a lot about vibrations you know what we're vibrating the energy that we're putting off we put off certain energy into the world um and being in tune and being in touch with that is very important and i feel like you and I are very in tune to not only our own energy but the energies around us when something feels off, like I feel like we pick up on it right away. Sure. And that's more, more empathy. You know, there's the the empath in people. I believe that we all are born with um, empathic abilities, but not everybody taps into them. And I do believe that you and I both tap into that pretty deeply. So you could be in a store or at church or, um, in any other social environment, and you're just feeling this energy coming off of people. It could be negative, and it could be positive. And that's more that empath. But either way, you're picking up on it. Sure, but some people don't tap into that and don't recognize it. But it's a really cool thing if you learn to do so. So listen, Kay, I just want to throw it out there that um, kind of do a little recap of what we talked about. Um, You know, we are in the driver's seat of our own life. We don't need to sit in the back seat. It's up to us as human beings to put out there what we want to attract. It's up to us to to control our mindset and 
project positivity, project gratefulness. And I'll tell you, you're going to see positivity and good things come back to you. Um, So for all the listeners out there, if you're in a rut, you're feeling kind of defeated, um, feeling hopeless, struggling with this whole COVID-19 virus that's taken us all by storm, set us back, isolated many people, know that you're not the only one feeling that way. So pick up the phone, find someone to talk to, friend, family, professional, and start each day off with what you are grateful for. End each day. What was the best part of my day, despite any hiccups that might have occurred? Throw that positivity out there and you will see it come back tenfold. That was perfectly said. Thank you for recapping everything we went over. I think you and I are both concrete examples of curating the life you want to lead based off of the manifestation you do, based off of the gratitude you express, the positive thinking, just the mindset shifts. It's all possible. It's just whether or not you're choosing to um, lead that kind of life and put that type of energy out there. So thank you so much for coming on and with your words of wisdom and voice of reason. I really appreciate your time and I hope that everyone enjoyed this episode. Thank you.